Can birds really defy gravity, or did they unlock some kind of cheat code allowing them to fly? Smart. When you get sick, are you haunted, and are antibiotics actually tiny ghostbusters? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Oh, welcome back to the podcast. It is Tuesday once again. Once again. Oh. Oh, yeah. We're going smooth. I'm feeling the groove. I'm feeling the groove tonight. Yeah, we're joined by your favorite paranormal investigators in the whole wide world. My name is Kit Greer. This guy's name is Roy Pars. Exactly How right, my tonight? friend. I'll tell you what, Kit. Uh, I think it's only fair that we, we give these people a little peek behind the curtains, the little ghost sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear what you're so saying. It, is, it is Monday night, <laughs> 11 p.m., <laughs> we are recording this episode to go live within a number of hours. So within the next 12 to 16 hours, right. I will sleep and then edit the podcast. Also mm-hmm. record it. What's a little bit frustrating as well is that I gave you a two week lead time on this episode and you have assured me that it is such a banger that you needed two weeks, minimum <laughs> three to pull off this Quote unquote behemoth. That's right. This Bigfoot of a case had to be hunted correctly, I'm, you claimed. I, I, <laughs> I said, Is it Bigfoot? And you had to start over. <laughs> I said, We've yesterday. already done him. <laughs> right. All of this is true. The slander, true. <laughs> the, the false accusations, not false. But what is true is I do have a banger of an episode for you. Okay. Is it true? Debatable. I'll leave that to the jury. <laughs> so not everything's true then. <laughs> like always, we're just going to dive right in. Nice. Let me paint a little picture for you. What are we talking? Oil colors? Water paints? <laughs> we're talking crayon on wallpaper. Your parents come in screaming. That shit was expensive. We only laid it down two weeks ago. You're running about. Uh... It's 1981 in Portland, Oregon. Okay. It's summer. School is out. You know the score. You and your day ones are skateboarding around town without a care in the world. And where's the best hangout spot? The arcade. I was just going to say the arcade. Everyone's not the arcade. Playing classics like Donkey Kong, Frogger, Contra, the whole deal. Nothing matters when you're at the arcade, you know? You're just pushing those little fun tokens into the slots, watching the world go by in the shape of a little Italian plumber trying to kill a monkey. It's, you're damn right. Your kid is pulling on your trouser saying, feed me, Papa. Feed right, me. and I'm saying, f*** off, you little bastard. I'm trying to kill a goddamn monkey. <laughs> the police, <laughs> social security, waiting at the sidelines. Right, for their turn on the machine, though, not to stop me. <laughs> and I tell them to f*** off because I got a pile of quarters. <laughs> what kind of twisted arcade are children not allowed into? <laughs> This is Rory's arcade. <laughs> and only neglectful parents get to play. Everyone's just hanging out, trying to beat each other's high scores and knock back cold sodas. Right. Well, one kid, let's call him Kyle, is meeting his friends at the arcade. So he posts up at Pac-Man, ready to throw down like usual. But no one's there. What gives? Usually there's a crowd, but he does hear people talking around the corner. So he walks around, and everyone's crowding around a new game. Polybius. Oh, damn, it must be great. But before he could get a closer look, a fight broke out between two kids in the middle of the crowd. They went freaking primal on each other, wailing on each other, fighting over who got to play next. I mean, this is, it sounds strange, but this is essentially Arcade 101. Yeah, I've mentioned it a lot of times before that our arcade rules are, are like prison. 
Um, you must <laughs> approach and knock out the biggest child or man or just anyone you can find. <laughs> Your own son again. <laughs> My this, own son, yeah. if needs be, to assert don- dominance over the pack <laughs> and show him that quarter stacks don't mean shit. When big dog's in town, that's what they called me. (laughs) Every high score was big dog. That was me. (laughs) And if it wasn't, it was hacked. (laughs) Probably by my little shit of a son. You you beat him down and take his quarters? (laughs) Even though that's his pocket money I gave him. Yeah, what the hell? All this over a new game? One kid, Timmy, beat the crap out of this other kid and he got to play a bunch of rounds. It was a shooting game with some puzzle elements to it and he ended up getting the high score that day. Must not have been there. (laughs) What, you? You've never heard of this place? Big Daddy wasn't clearly at the arcade that day or I would have been What, in Portland, Oregon, 1981? Yeah. You were, what, minus 10 at this age? (laughs) So I missed it, is what I'm trying to say. Not my fault. I wasn't there. That's what I said. Kyle was eager to get involved, so he hung around until the end of the day. Finally, Polybius quieted down for long enough to play it. Excitedly, he put a quarter in and started. It played like a regular shooter, but something was not right, and he felt very uncomfortable. The music was weird and dark, and he could have sworn that the screen's display was flashing every now and again, super fast. Is this thing broken already? Kyle kept thinking he could see something in his peripheral vision. Something dark, lurking as the screen continued to flash. It felt more and more odd until suddenly... Hey Kyle, we're closed. That's your last game. Damn. He looked back and he had died. Oh well. I wonder what everyone was so fired up about before. It's just a dumb shooting game. Well, Kyle walked out of the now dark arcade, said bye, grabbed his skateboard, and rolled home. Get out of here, Kyle! <laughs> Shut the, arcade, up, Dad. the arcade's closed! <laughs> Go back to Big Daddy! <laughs> he said he'd kick my ass if you weren't home before the street lights turned on. <laughs> it's so depressing. Yeah. Please, Kyle! <laughs> I'm so scared of your father! <laughs> Big Daddy is like, he's definitely such a spindly nerd. It's so true. It's like uh, like the one older kid who thinks he's tough because he hangs out with all the like preschoolers and will just beat any of them up. They're like, oh shit, it's Big Daddy. It's BD. He like thinks he's grown a really tough beard, but it's really puby and yeah. tiny. Yeah. Thin and wispy and blonde, even though he has very dark hair. <laughs> So accurate. He has one really bad tattoo and he thinks he's the shit because yeah. of it. We all know a big dog. Big Daddy, whatever his name is. Wait, what was it before? It was, I think it's become Big Daddy it's over big time. Daddy, which is way creepier. It's so much creepier. You do I not want a kids. Big Daddy setting high scores at a kid's arcade. <laughs> no. Don't be that guy. Whatever you do in life, don't oh. be Big Daddy. <laughs> What would you do if you ran an arcade and one day a man with a pedo stash and a trench coat walked in and knocked out the biggest kid there? And all the kids are like, who are you? I'm Big Daddy. Arcade owner. No, I'm no. shutting this down before it begins. I've heard I've heard stories about you. You've been trying to come to every arcade in town and do this. Not here. Not anywhere. The, the way he gets inside is by hiding inside a Polybius machine. 
And then he bursts out the sides. <laughs> I love that. The name's Big Daddy. No, 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 no. Get him out. Stop it. There's like, there's definitely like a <laughs> list of names on the wall of the arcade that are not allowed on the high score list. Right, yeah. A lot of them are starting with big <laughs> and ending with daddy. Yeah. <laughs> big dog is definitely on the line. But as he left the arcade, he couldn't get the game out of his mind. And when he went to bed, he lay there wide awake for hours. He felt like he could still see those shapes in the corner of his eye as he finally drifted off. Next morning, he woke up to a crazy migraine after a night of insane nightmares. I get that. Yeah. Do, you, <laughs> do you? I feel you, brother. Because it's Yush, to, the huge. I call that a calm one. <laughs> sorry. So what's a bad one? A bad one? Uh-huh. I have sexual nightmares. <laughs> I, do you know what I regret asking? So let's just cool cool Uh, side note though uh i also once played uh, i played halo for over 24 consecutive hours and uh later that night when i blinked i could see uh, the ui in real life so that's just a little fun fact so i I understand this man i understand like that he was seeing things from the game yeah post playing the game because we tell a lot of jokes in this podcast, but was no, that that's a joke? Legit. Okay, that's that was legitimate. Real. Yeah, that and the nightmares. The I do... sexual ones. Okay. Yeah. We'll just move past that. Yep. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember being a kid. I think my only experience close to that was I once stayed inside uh, with friends. Nightmares or your own sexual nightmares or no, is this no, no. the gaming one? That's, right, okay. It really is just you because it's not even the story either. <laughs> <laughs> you just brought that up. <laughs> You've been trying to shoehorn that into every conversation we've had in the last week. <laughs> you once entered a room and yelled sexual nightmares. And everyone left. <laughs> it was a restaurant. It was insane. People were in the middle of meals and they just left. They sensed the crazy from so far away and so early on. Sometimes I feel like people don't want to listen to Big Daddy. <laughs> You're wearing it's, a affecting, it's affecting my self-esteem for sure. <laughs> I remember as a kid, uh, it was like, you know, back in the day, one of those summer days, you're off school, uh, sun's shining, everyone's out having a good time, like in this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I stayed inside with my friend playing uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for so long that um, my friend's parents forced us to, to turn off the Nintendo 64 and... We were amazed to find that when we looked at a bowl of fruit in his kitchen, the oranges were pink. Jeez. And we thought, this is bad. That is bad. We have to sleep this one off. I I was quite similar when I was growing up. We had screen time. Yeah. Which was allocated time where you could look at screens and then you had to go outside and like you know good birds and pick fruit and stuff you know things people do outside i, I don't really know either uh, <laughs> i f-ing didn't listen to screen I had time a game at Boy all. sp in the bushes <laughs> well it's a couple days later and kyle told the guys he would meet them at the arcade again well that afternoon he gets to the arcade hey guys you see that polybius game did you see the high score timmy set but his friends are looking at each other weird dude didn't you hear timmy's been missing for a couple days now Whoa. Kyle looked around and right enough, he saw a bunch of missing posters all over the arcade walls with Timmy's face on it. Call this number if you see Timmy. 
Now that they thought about it, weird stuff had been happening recently. Lots of kids weren't making it to the arcade anymore. People were getting migraines. And even insomnia, like Kyle felt the same night he played Polybius for the first time. How much How much time has passed? This is just like a couple of days. Okay, a couple of days. Weird, he thought. Yeah. And he decided not to play Polybius that day. Good call. Well, it's closing time again, and all the kids are piling out into the streets. Crap, Kyle thought. I forgot my skateboard. So he runs to the front door of the arcade. Damn, it's locked. It's cool, I'll just run around the back. So Kyle goes around the back entrance and stumbles through the dark of the arcade. I guess the door is still open. And all the lights and sounds are off. Weird. But he could hear something. Some talking. As he got closer and closer to the sound, he could see that one machine was still on. It's Polybius. Except the back of the cabinet was open and two agents in black suits no. are taking readings from the machine no. before they twist their heads to spot Kyle. <laughs> this is mad. Now, <laughs> did the events I had described to you really happen? Is this testimony from Kyle? There is A no child. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll level with you. There's no Kyle. But, I'll level with you. I'm Kyle. <laughs> you look over, I'm really 40 years old. You've never noticed. I'm 40. But woven into the story I've just told are real claims real people have made about the game. Okay. Polybius. That was an interesting way to tell it. I'll give you a little pat on the back for that. And then a slap on the and dick. A slap for, on the dick. <laughs> for having... selling us short. But I hear what you're saying here. What really happened? I didn't say that. <laughs> Shut up! I feel like I was written in your notes. We all know I'm very smart and cool, and everyone <laughs> agrees with the story I just told. However, well, it's hard to get to the truth. For example, can we be sure that this game, Polybius, ever existed? To get to the bottom of that, we can ask arcade-museum.com. This is where mega nerds, the likes of which you or I have probably never even met, the kind of nerds without which society itself would collapse instantly, they post what arcade machines they are in possession of, what condition they're in, and if they have any parts that they need or could sell. That's kind of a cool hobby, I think, to get into. Like, you know, you know, people who, who hunt for old pinball machines and that sort yeah. of stuff and restore them. It is That's pretty cool. like the coolest side of being a nerd, I think. Mm. You know, in the same way, like a grease monkey, like, hey, I'm going to get a, this old car and I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'm going to work it up. I'm throwing some of my own parts yeah, here. Why is that cool? I don't know. But like instead of that like skateboard that goes under the car, the dude's like under a pinball machine, you yeah. know, tinkering away. And it's like, yeah, just fired the old boy up there. I added a couple G6s to make those balls fly even faster. <laughs> you know, it's like a cool, he's, cool He's nerd. talking to no one. Yeah. Everyone's dead. It's like, I am legend. The plan, Everyone on the planet is dead. <laughs> I'm so alone. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, though. Like, there's something cool about, like, restoring something to its former glory. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, you know, building a little Warhammer or a, a toy and you're like, yeah, I got a little axe on there. You know, some cool stuff know. like that. Or know. like playing like Magic the Gathering and shit. And right. you're like, not yeah, I'm going to tap my three so that's swamp not, mana and play that's down not my, old. my that's, four yeah, lacks. You're not fixing anything up. Anything is, like that, you know, I think is cool. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, 
magic. You are dressed as Yu-Gi-Oh himself. <laughs> yeah, Yu-Gi. I'm dressed as Yu-Gi. Jesus. There is no O. <laughs> His name is Yu-Gi. Okay. And yes, I am wearing a Naruto headband. <laughs> it's because very- in my fan fiction, it's one universe. <laughs> so watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> because in the fan fiction, Yu-Gi and Naruto... Are lovers, and he we gave him his baby headband called Big Daddy, and that's me. I'm Baby Big Daddy. <laughs> Is that why the nappy? Yes, that's why I'm wearing a nappy with the headband and the hair. We've <laughs> name dropped Naruto so many times in this podcast. Enough to for people to know that we are the nerds we speak of. Well, a quick search for Polybius on this site indicates that there are a few owners of real Polybius cabinets. Wait, for real? However, one owner commented on the site, every time I play this game, my head gets warm and I have the urge to urinate. And he listed the serial number as 666. So they may not all be real listings. However, one such person that lists himself as an owner of Polybius, Rob Sherwin. He is a bit more of an internet historian, and he created a page for all things Polybius on his website, Jolt Country. Cool, that's actually a pretty cool name. The, yeah, it is. The links will all be in the show notes people that can be found at our Patreon. So he does a great job of bringing together some of the early evidence of Polybius. So, we have a screenshot. Okay. Your pretty standard, like, bubbly retro text green with a kind of glowing hue around it yeah yeah pretty retro looks about the the right kind of time um yeah it's it has on there a developer which we'll get to um (laughs) shortly this is 1981 copyright of sinis lotion incorporated of course uh so so nothing weird famous producers of such games (laughs) such as schlonky kong (laughs) schlooper mario (laughs) schlooper mario 2 (laughs) schlackman (laughs) The Legend of Schlelda. <laughs> that should be so funny. These are such cheap laughs. <laughs> Legend of Schlelda. Oh, A popular God. game for the Schlooper Nintendo. <laughs> Searches on the net did also pull up this extremely high quality photo of an early Polybius cabinet. Okay. I mean, it's it, it looks like a gaming cabinet with that same um, kind of uh, pixelated logo on top of the cabinet yeah but the, pretty the, standard issue i mean it looks like the photo was taken in the 1700s yes this is also true the very great it's like it's like it, it looks like a photo that's been uh, taken in black and white printed in a newspaper and then scanned into the internet <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's very very low res um so like i said this screenshot does offer up a little clue it says 1981 sinus lotion incorporated and apparently, this roughly translates to sense delete or sensory deprivation. Oh, okay. Which is definitely creepy. Yeah, that's really creepy. Now, this could still all be bullshit, but the more Rob was posting about this on Jolt Country, the bigger the case got. And a man named Jerry found the site and sent Rob a picture of his home arcade. Notice anything familiar he has a polybius it looks like it what so he kind of sent this to rob just like hey what do you think of this that's insane your research in polybius here's my home arcade and he's got a cabinet sitting there but who is this man this is uh just some guy jerry and 
In another comment section, someone anonymously left this image in the comment section. More pictures of Polybius Another arcades. Polybius cabinet. So, I mean, because... So it either exists or people are going to the effort of making their own fake cabinets. Exactly. To kind of, like, extend the hype. Exactly. Which yeah. uh, seems like a lot of effort. Yeah. But we definitely can't rule that out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Join Tom, Ben, and Dan as they dive into the horror of the real world, unearthing terrifying stories that will make you sick to your stomach. Um, all right, mate, calm down. We're just a few guys talking about some disturbing cases. Well, we don't want to scare anyone off, but we have covered Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Jimmy Savile. I feel a bit sick. And then we've also done a bunch of mysteries and conspiracies like John Bonet Ramsey and Area 51. Ooh, I could murder a podcast right about now. Check us out at I Could Murder a Podcast. <laughs> all right, mate, get out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Rory, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Like, run a bath, call a friend on the phone. Ooh, an extra hour. Mm. Probably plot revenge. What? Plot revenge against my enemies. Okay, sure, well... I'd start with Keith. Well, like Rory... Oh, a lot just of us, saying his name! <laughs> a lot of us wish we had more time. But if we had it, what would we use it for? In life, the best way to feel like we have time is to prioritise what's most important to us and make time for it. Therapy can be a great way of looking inward and setting those priorities. Hey, I've got a priority, brother. Priority mailing this bag of dog poop to Keith's front door. Honestly, prioritise literally anything else. Therapy can help you gain life skills, set boundaries and communicate better. Well, I would like to communicate some thoughts to Keith. If you're thinking about trying therapy, though, why not start with BetterHelp? It's all online, so it fits beautifully around your lifestyle. All you gotta do is fill out a questionnaire and kablam, they match you with a licensed therapist, which you can, of course, change at any time. You can learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Thanks, BetterHelp. Is it possible they're still out there? They didn't all just vanish into thin air. Well, Rob did source and visit the site of one of these photos, and from what I understand, it actually turned out to be bogus. Oh. Granted, with a story this juicy, like Scooby-Doo says, there's gonna be meddling kids. Scooby never said that. (laughs) Scooby-Doo never said that. (laughs) I don't think anyone in the show said that. I'm sorry. No one... Set up a mystery by saying there was going to be meddling kids. I read the spark notes of the <laughs> Scooby Doo series, and I thought I'd like take a pun, uh, like a cultural. Why reference. would Scooby be upset that there was? He is a meddling kid. Well, he's a dog. Oh, you've done me there. As Scooby says, checkmate. <laughs> but where did all this begin? Surely, there we will find the truth. Right. Well, like all good paranormal tales, it begins on a forum. On the coin-op forums in the late 90s, 
However, no one really knows if this is the true date. Some have speculated that, um, because, I don't know, some Y2K shit, Ooh. that it might have, like, this might have been posted in the noughties right. when the other rumors started to circulate, but that CoinOp simply formatted this date to, to the 90s. Oh, that's annoying. Damn you, Y2K! You took my wife! You took my house! You took Big Daddy's high scores! <laughs> A man called Stephen Roach posted about Polybius, how he was commissioned by a company to build a video game. He says that they released the video game to a small market in South America. People got sick from it and they recalled it. Simple as that. And to make matters more confusing, one Polybius expert, a man named Kat Despira, <laughs> doesn't sound like conspiracy at all. No. Uh, said that there was, in fact, an, a man named Stephen Roach who used to run behavioral modification programs. His company was based in Mexico, but they belonged to a global institution, and they basically acted as a child reform academy that used behavioral modification and brainwashing techniques to change kids' behavior. Right. And this ended up getting shut down by government authorities because of abusive practices that supposedly Mr. Stephen Roach was implicated in. Now he's a man on the run. So these are pretty... games. (laughs) Making cutting-edge games. After that, he learned Unity 3D, <laughs> and he knuckled down, started a Kickstarter. Uh, I mean, these are pretty wild claims. Yes, very wild. I mean, there's got to be different Stephen Roaches in the world. If it is true that there's a Stephen Roach behind some sort of behavioral modification academy... Right. <laughs> that sentence alone <laughs> is one of the maddest things I've heard in 2018, Stephen Roach running a behavioral science academy. And if it does turn out to be the self same Stephen Roach <laughs> that posted on coinop.com forums <laughs> saying that he built a video game in the 90s, then we Jesus may God. have a genuine conspiracy on our hands, people. Okay, so to recap, what, what we're getting from this is that this man, Stephen Roach, at one point ran an academy where he would brainwash children and I guess... Absolutely. uh, Either turn them into some sort of sleeper cell agents or just modify their behaviours. That was shut down by the government and now he's moved on to creating a game that can essentially, uh, throughout flashes and lights and colours, brainwash children, or at least that's what he hopes. And these these are the tests... Uh, machines, the Polybius machines going out into the world. Is that is that correct? Absolutely. That okay. is well, that is what cool. is being inferred from this information is that the Polybius itself is part of some sort of brainwashing program. Right. What if a grown ass man played Polybius? What would happen then? Time to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> Surely someone who has one of these cabinets uh, can rip the game somehow to a ROM. Yeah. Well, I Google searched this for, frankly, several minutes and was able to find no trace of the original game. So I guess the man in black that Kyle met did a pretty good job of tidying this shit up. Yeah. But you know what you just can't smash to pieces and pretend never happened? Memories. Thankfully, some of these kids who claim to have played Polybius back in the heyday... You said that so sadly, like you have so many memories you want to smash up and you can't. Like, you know what's seared into my brain forever? Memories. (laughs) 
Sure, you know, you can download ROMs of games, but you know what? You can't download your father's approval. <laughs> I wish I could uh, torrent the love of my family. <laughs> I wish I could stream uh, a wife. Yeah, thankfully, some of the kids who played Polybius back in the heyday have designed games to try and recreate its satanic mind control gameplay in all its glory. Unfortunately, I do not own a PC. But through the magic of YouTube Let's Plays, I can show you some Polybius recreated gameplay. Okay. Now, of course, people at home, this comes with a massive disclaimer. This is a very dangerous game. Remember, this was designed as a mind control program. If you're listening at home, by no means go to YouTube and search for this. Definitely don't download the game. Definitely don't click the links in our Patreon show notes. No, don't do that. If your mind is weak, the game might break you. I have an unbelievably powerful mind, so the Mm. game is no problem for me. But Rory, I know you've been having a tough time recently, so I don't know if you have the mental stability to play. Right, yeah, the nightmares. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a little bumpy road. I I would say if your mind is a fortress... My mind is a is a just a twenty four hour garage. Yeah, you know, you, it's easy to get in and out, <laughs> never closed. I mean, it's fine. We you, sell everything. You <laughs> you stubbed your toe before the podcast. Yeah, like five minutes before, and I had to literally wrestle you to stop you from deleting every episode of the podcast. You were like, "It's finished. It's, it's been over. a bumpy month." Yeah. Well, with that said, I'll take th- I'll take the chance. I'll roll the dice and I'll show you this godforsaken footage. Okay. All right. At the start, it's just booting up, checking Polybius ROM check. Okay. Uh, well, that's gone. Jesus Christ! Lots of things flashing. Higher functions. Press fire. Enter code to access. The code apparently seems to be <laughs> thirty-five. This <laughs> is very. It's. So the game isn't very fun at this point. Uh, the, 34. But the person who, who created this game to recreate Polybius is obviously, uh, he's trying to recreate some sort of thirty-one utility access. Maybe this is the kind of access that the men in black maybe applied to the game. 54. Who access the diagnostics. I feel like I might be activating a sleeper cell as we speak. 12. <laughs> One of our listeners currently attaching a silencer to a pistol and leaving their house. 23. Sorry, 24. <laughs> Sorry, sleeper cell. <laughs> They're like, oh, 23? Oh, 20. Sit back down. <laughs> That's Kyle. That's not me. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so the game has started and we're sort of... We were floating through space. It seems to be almost like an asteroid-style game where we're, you're, sh- you're in a ship shooting strange designs and strange cubes the middle of it is kind of like it looks like some sort of satanic sort of hypnotic mandala looking it is a little bit pentagram like yeah looks like something out of full metal alchemist yeah very much so it looks like a portal into a netherworld is going to open up any second but i mean as far as like brainwashy and weird i mean it just looks like a bad game oh a bit of text on the old on the old window there. Just popped up and left really quick. I don't know what that was. Wow. Okay, it really steps up the game here. Uh, where it's kind of like just beams of light emitting from the center with these purple flashes. Even if this is like a technique to brainwash children, this is a terrible video game. Because also surely one of the things you have to do when you're making this game is also make it desirable for children to play. Yeah, I guess. You can't just make a brainwash game because no kids are going to want to play that. What was that text that popped up? 
You don't need to know about that. Give me the laptop back. Oh my God, someone's posted a list of all the words that pop up. Go on. All right, get this. <laughs> this leads me to believe it might not be the actual ROM. <laughs> Two minutes and 48 seconds into the gameplay, it pops up for a split second. <laughs> Surrender! Three minutes, 11 seconds. Do not question authority! <laughs> Three minutes, 13 seconds. Submit! <laughs> Three minutes, 28 seconds. Consume! Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. So, like, we have to we have to remember that this is just a recreation. This, this guy probably played this game back in the day, uh, maybe once or twice, and is trying to recreate it, like, 30 years later. Yeah. So, you know, interesting. <laughs> Even if it's not real, the effect of the game may still be very disturbing. You may notice under the video there, one commenter, Joao Lucas, commented, I don't know why, but all of a sudden I feel like joining the army. Mm. Another uh, user, stop right there, criminal scum, uh, commented, BRB joining US Marines. However, others have called BS right there in the comments. Uh, one YouTube user, Brocialist Party of America commented, guys, this video is fake. My father and uncle both played the real Polybius in arcade as kids, and they say it didn't look anything like this. Wow, and he sounds like a trustworthy guy. I take internet comments as gospel. <laughs> Some people have hypothesized maybe Polybius was a perfect storm of conditions in the 80s that created simply an urban legend. What we do know is that in the 80s, this thing of kids getting sick at the arcade, it was real. For example, in the Portland area alone, a Brian Mauro, a 12-year-old who's trying to set the world record for playing asteroids, fell ill after playing for 28 hours straight. Right. Yes, I mean, yeah. Only a week later, 18-year-old competitive gamer Jeff Daly died due to a heart attack after chasing the world record in Berserk. And the same happened to a 19-year-old um, one year later. So you can imagine lots of kids crammed into an arcade. They're going to start talking and making crazy ideas about why Timmy got sick, why Kyle passed out. Maybe there was something going on. Yeah. And this sounds very far-fetched, but apparently it was true that FBI agents did stake out arcades in the, Port in the Portland area during the 80s. Why? It was due to a series of drug and gambling busts in the areas. As one man, Todd Luoto, explained, back in the early 80s, arcades weren't the safe haven that people think they were. Drugs were a big part of what went on. Gambling was big as well. So the FBI were coming to these arcades, placing hidden cameras and tracking people through high score initials when they left. No, that's actually pretty smart. It's pretty badass. So you kind of have this, like I said, a perfect storm of kids getting sick playing video games, legit men in black hanging out around these arcades and potential yeah. surveillance and busts going on. Yeah, and it sounds like that these these arcades are essentially opium dens yes. of drugs <laughs> being passed kids from are child to child. <laughs> exactly. They are just like pack mules. Uh, additionally, we do know there's a man called Bobby Feldstein, a Portland local who at age 14 was abducted and eventually reappeared. He believes this to be connected to the Polybius legend. Maybe he was abducted by a man in black. We do know the US government has been involved in the creation of video games. 
at least once before. I don't know if you knew this. A military shooting game available on PC and PS4 today called America's Army became controversial when players realized that the game contains crazy US military propaganda and it turns out the game was actually co-developed by the US military as a training program for troops and as an education tool for kids to learn about fighting for Uncle Sam. Damn, is that true? That is true. What a weird thing. Yeah, like they they literally like America's Army. You can buy on the PS PS4 right now, but in training facilities in the United States, there are versions of this game adapted for deployment and, That's and for so training. Weird and not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Weird and wrong in it's, some way. It's like uh, like the first time I played uh, Call of Duty 4, and there's a mission in it where you're essentially in like a bomber plane yes. from the point of view of the actual cameras that you would use on those military planes. Yeah. You know, people are just like little blob ants moving across the screen. When you shoot a missile, it's kind of just like dust, gray smoke. Yeah. Because it's all black and white and grainy. And halfway through, you're like, what if this was just controlling an actual spy plane yeah. and these were people? It's like, you wouldn't even know. It's, no. it's insane. Like, that's exactly what it is like, I assume, to do that sort of job. You just see these little dots and blips and it's like, all right, try and hit that with your little target. It's weird. It's super creepy. So I presented you with stacks of facts. Right. Well, sorry if you got an issue with that. I wouldn't go as far as facts. I would say statements. Stacks of statements. If what you're asking is, do I think Polybius is a real game or a real machine? I think it's a little suspicious that there isn't more physical evidence existing right now. Because as we know, you know, the, the, the fanatics out there who love arcade machines, love pinball machines and all this stuff, they have... They have digital archive of every single game that's ever existed in any arcade all across the world. And obviously I realized that Polybius would be one of those arcade machines that's kind of snuck in the back. Maybe it's not even on mm-hmm. a register. But to be at this point in the world uh, where, you know, information can be traveled so fast and instantaneously and still all we have are rumors and stories and not anything physical to go on. I find it a little difficult to believe is all I'm saying. I think it it exists as much as the legend of Schmelda exists. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> but I agree. I mean, like I said, the case of Bobby Feldstein, uh, the guy who says he was abducted to do with Polybius, we always look for a motive. Right. What do the people behind these stories, why are they saying this? Well, Bobby runs the only, like, Portland Polybius walking tour. Okay, so, there we go. <laughs> Uh, and I guess now he's got a Radiotopia show, uh, <laughs> podcast. So yeah, I think it's a little convenient. I think it's very fun. And I think that's why the internet has just like latched onto it so fast and of everyone's course. enjoying it. And I think that's why arcade nerds enjoyed making mock-ups. Yeah. Of it. it reminds me of, um, did you ever hear that story about, like, I'm sure you did about the, um, the original theme song that played in one of the towns in the Pokemon Red and Blue cartridge. Yeah, Lavender Town. The Lavender yeah. Town theme. If you haven't heard about this, you should absolutely look this up. Whereas essentially the the original theme that played in this town, this little like 8-bit music was so creepy and eerie that it just made children go insane. <laughs> 
<laughs> which obviously was debunked and <laughs> it's is so not ridiculous. real but it's cool and it's it's the exact same thing um people have uploaded youtube videos it's like the original lavender yeah. town music <laughs> and you can listen to like weird creepy versions of the the music which obviously doesn't make people go insane um but it's that same idea it's it's a cool um like creepy pasta that the internet really hooks uh onto definitely so i think we have to chalk this one up to a no it's a no from me unfortunately it's a no from big daddy <laughs> jesus christ we need to put this episode to rest <laughs> So I hope you guys enjoyed that one. If you've ever had your own experiences with Polybius and you can tell us to f*** off and it is real, please send it in to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Right. If you enjoyed hearing like one of these more pulpy stories, yeah. do let us know if you want to hear some more hardcore facts. Some creepy spaghetti, <laughs> if you want to hear that. Then absolutely get in touch. The show notes to this episode, as always, will be available on patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life from the two dollar tier just two dollars a month the the price of uh i don't know what is it what does two dollars get a you coffee these days? Uh, yeah like a, 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 a turn coffee. on polybius i'll <laughs> give you a, probably four turns right because a quarter wait <laughs> how many quarters are in four dollars holy shit It'll give you a goddamn afternoon on Polybius. It'll, it'll ruin your life. And trust me, you'll want more. You'll, <laughs> you'll want more you'll turns. You'll be fighting Kyle. <laughs> Big Daddy style. <laughs> All the way to the precinct. Fighting uh, Kyle. Big Daddy style. It's the worst start to a rap in the world. And on the Patreon... From the $5 tier, you can get access to bonus episodes if you can't get enough of these sweet, sweet, uh, scary spaghettis. Um, above that, we've got merchandise, whatever you would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, on social, you can hit us up, twitter.com forward slash thisparalife, facebook.com forward slash thisparanormallife. And of course, last but not least, check out our secret society. You are listening to This Paranormal Life. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Every now and then, Rory and I come across a podcast that we simply have to tell you about because we know that TPL listeners are gonna love it. That's why I'm so pleased to say that this episode is brought to you by The Luke and Pete Show. This is pretty cool because Luke and Pete are friends of ours and they just happen to also be podcast royalty. The Luke and Pete Show is one of the top ranking podcasts in the UK comedy charts. Oh yeah, and if you thought this paranormal life is crazy and chaotic, this show has absolutely no rules. Unscripted, unplanned, unsupervised. I think the only rule is that it is technically, legally a podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson bring you the world's strangest stories. From Luke's belief in UFO conspiracy theories to Elon Musk's latest attempts to be cool. The Luke and Pete Show community is a broad church and everyone's welcome. I am personally highly invested in Pete's journey to importing a vintage Toyota Century limousine from Japan. I think last time I checked, he got the car and didn't have keys for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to what the next bad thing that happens is. Yeah, I don't know a lot about cars, but I think keys are pretty important to the whole machine. Right. Listen now wherever you get your podcast. The Luke and Pete Show every Monday and Thursday.